Hello and welcome to Generation Church of Independence, Kentucky with our pastor, David Mills. Like and follow us on Facebook at Generations Church where we live stream every Sunday morning. Now join in with us as we share in God's Word and we hope you enjoy. You had no idea you are going to get a little cardio this morning as you came to church? We, uh, we're trying to work off the quarantine 15, all right? If you're like me, you've probably added a few pounds. So a little activity, exercise, never hurt anybody. But we are glad that you're here. We're in our summer series entitled Miracles. And uh, the whole summer, June, July, and August, we are looking through the life of Christ, His earthly ministry, and uh, really diving into the miracles that Jesus performed and really asking ourselves this question, is it possible to see miracles today? Is, is it possible to see miracles right now, today, 2020, in northern Kentucky, greater Cincinnati area, around the world? Is it still possible to see miracles? And I think it is. But I think it comes down to a mindset of whether you see miracles or whether you don't see miracles. Uh, I believe it comes down to two different mindsets. Scarcity versus abundance. Two mindsets today we're going to look at as we look at the miracles of Jesus. We're going to focus in one miracle today. But there are two different mindsets. The first one is scarcity. Some of us have this type of mindset of scarcity that there is never enough. Like we're always ready to pursue the next thing, or if we don't have the right something or the next thing that uh, society or culture tells us that we have, there's never enough. Or we're always hoarding because we're, we just can't really understand, what if I never have enough? And some of that is born out of our upbringing. Some of us have, have lived without before, and so when we have, we want to keep. And so we have a mindset of scarcity that there's never going to be enough. The second mindset that we're going to look at and focus on today is this, abundance. And abundance would obviously be the opposite of scarcity, that there is more than enough, always more than enough. And so we're going to focus on this aspect today of if we see miracles today, it usually comes down to our mindset. Do you have a mindset of scarcity or do you have a mindset of abundance? And as Christ followers, I think we're going to find out today that with God on our side, if we are following after Christ, we are supposed to live accordingly, that we are to have life and have it more abundantly, that we are to live life in abundance, not with the scarcity mindset. So let's get to our passage with our miracle today. It's found in Matthew 14. It's found in all four Gospels, so it must have had an impact on all of the Gospel writers. It's one of the few miracles that's in all four Gospels. It's Matthew. We're going to look at the book of Matthew, but I'm actually going to pull some insight from the other Gospels as well about this same miracle. But the one we're going to focus on, Matthew 14, 13 through 21. If you grew up in church, you've probably heard this miracle before. If you went to VBS as a child, you've probably heard this miracle. But if you haven't grown up in church, maybe you're hearing this for the first time. But this is a miracle that actually happened in the life of Christ. We have four recordings of it, actual written documents. And this is what it says through the eyes of Matthew. If you don't have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen, Matthew 14. Verses 13 through 21, it says this, As soon 
as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat. This, he has just learned about John, the, according to Matthew, he has just learned about the beheading of John the Baptist, who, uh, if you know anything about the New Testament, John the Baptist is the one that paved the way for the Lord, who, who came before him, who baptized Jesus Christ. And he has just learned that he has been beheaded in prison. And so we pick, up the, we pick up the scripture here. It says, as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area, as most of us, if we had heard devastating news, sometimes you just want to be alone. You don't want anybody around. Sometimes we need time just to sort through, filter through some of the feelings that we have whenever we have heard devastating news. And so Jesus, like us, wanted to be alone. But the crowds, by this time, had heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. And Jesus saw the huge crowd and he, as he stepped from the boat. And it, th- this is what I love about Jesus. Many of us, when we need to be alone and people are around, we like want to go the other way, right? Like, hopefully that person didn't see me. Sometimes it's even in the store and you see somebody you're like, I don't really want to talk to anybody right now. We kind of go the other way. That's all right to admit that. It's okay. If you see me in a store and walking away, it's not because I saw you and I'm walking away. It's probably just because I was, didn't see you, okay? So don't think that your pastor doesn't want to talk to you if you see me out. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and what did he do? He had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he took the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, and he looked up towards heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all, they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Some estimates would say close to 20,000 people. The disciples, if you read the scripture, the disciples were thinking they, they need to go buy food. Like Jesus dispersed them. They need to go to the towns and they need to, to go buy food. It's getting late. There's no way that we can feed these people. There's just a little boy and he has five loaves and two fish. Go, go buy food. But Jesus wasn't thinking of buying food. Jesus was thinking of giving food. See, Jesus viewed what was available through a totally different lens than what the disciples were looking at it. Just as you and I, Jesus looks from a totally different perspective than sometimes you and I look through. And if you were in this situation, which lens would you view it through? Remember what I talked about? Most of us live in these two mindsets. Do you look at, that? you see what is left? Man, things are very scarce. We've got to protect what we have. Or do you live in abundance to say, there's more than enough. We, Jesus says there's more than enough. He says, let's feed them. Let's feed them. John wrote of it like this, chapter 6, 7, and 9. He said, Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wage to buy enough bread for each one of to have a bite to have a bite let alone be full 
And another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? That's all we have. You could almost hear them thinking out loud. I mean, some of them were saying it out loud, but you could, you could hear it. It is laughable. It is laughable how little there is and how much that we need. Master, what are you even saying? Abundance. With Jesus, there's always more than enough. goes on to say they all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. You see, scarcity asks, what can I afford? Abundance asks, what do I have? You see the difference? People that have the scarcity mindset is, what can I do for myself? What can I have? What can I afford? People that have an abundance mindset says, not, not what do I need, but what do I have to give away? Because with Jesus, there's always enough. With Jesus, there's always more. We can do way more with a little with Jesus than we can do with a lot by ourselves. See, God's economy is very different to the world's economy. And when we follow Jesus, he completely redefines what can be done with a little. I grew up on a song in the hills of eastern Kentucky that says, little is much when God is in it. But do we live that way? Most of us don't live as little as much when God is in it. We live in a scarcity mindset, not in a, a mindset of abundance. John 10.10 10 says, a thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is what I love about our God. This is the God that we serve. Our God is excessive. Our God is extravagant. With our God, there is always more than enough. Always more than enough. Whether you know it or not, we've been witnessing a modern-day miracle right among us here at Generations Church. And I'm going to tell you about it. Many are probably saying, I haven't seen anything. doesn't look like anybody was lame, and now they're walking. It doesn't look like... But I, I can tell you, we have been witnessing a modern-day miracle right here at Generations Church. And if we look at this passage of Scripture and take our cue from Christ himself, we will see modern-day miracles. The feeding of the 5,000 reminds us that God multiplies what is blessed. It says, bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, look up toward the heaven and blessed them. And God reminds us there is always more than you can imagine. And it's held... If you read scripture and you talk about tithing and all, all the abundance and being blessed and, and blessing what is given, it's, 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 scripture paints a picture that it's, it's held in reserve in heaven like a massive lake behind a dam. God is not stingy. And he's not saying he's only going to do when you pay up. He doesn't need your money. What he's saying is I, that he can trust us 
with the abundance of heaven when we put our faith into action. Here's the story, the miracle that maybe you don't know about. We have a monthly food pantry. The third Saturday of each month, if you ever want to come up and serve, from 9 to 11. And as you know, or maybe you don't know, the third Saturday of March is when everything kind of broke loose with the pandemic. And we had food pantry that day. And we knew that things were looking pretty scarce. And we, we, we knew that as people were coming through and we were giving boxes to them in their cars, we, we knew that we needed to do something as a church. And so that day, we got together with the food pantry team and said, do we have enough to do next week? And we said, well, we... We, we have some, we've got some leftover back on the shelves, and you know, if we can get a, a scrounge a few things together, then maybe we can do, do it together. And I, and I remember that, that following week, we, we scrounged enough food together. I think we gave away close to 100 boxes that, that week. It's the first time we ever did two weeks in a row. And I remember meeting after that week with our, our food pantry team and say, do we have enough food to do one more week because that because by now the pandemic is widespread things are shut down people are losing jobs and you just know that there is going to be a need for people that are vulnerable in the area of food and so we scrounge up a new food together we we get the leadership team together and by then it's the end of march going into april and we had a few a, a little bit of reserves and 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 the leadership team makes a decision that says we have some money, let's at least go through the month of April. We have enough food, let's go through the month of April. Our prayer was quite simple. We asked God to bless our efforts. God, give us enough food to feed the families that are coming. That was our prayer. What we soon learn is that God multiplies what's given away. Scripture says, then the breaking of the loaves into pieces. He gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. Where did the miracle happen? I think it's important to mention this this morning. If you don't want to read all of the Gospels and all of this account and all the Gospel, there isn't a single mention in the four Gospels that tell the story that the multiplication happened right after he blessed it. Meaning he didn't pray for it and all of a sudden there was enough food to feed over 5,000 men, their, their, their wives and their children. It wasn't that he prayed and all of a sudden it was there. The miracle happened, not when he blessed it, but there was enough bread and fish to feed 20,000 would be obvious. It, and it wasn't mentioned anywhere if that's what would happen. And it, 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 it's not mentioned in any of the gospel. The miracle had to happen when the moment the food left the disciples' hands. Meaning they didn't see it, but they acted in faith that they were going to do what Christ told them to do. And so can you imagine five loaves and two fishes, two fish, not fishes, sorry, English teachers, fish, they start breaking it. And the miracle begins to happen. And the loaves and the fish begin to multiply and they keep reaching in. Can you imagine? Just keep reaching in and there's more bread and there's more fish. The miracle happened as it left their hands. Do you realize that as soon as our board approved money to continue the food pantry until the end of April, I, I, I have no better way to describe it than what Scripture describes it. The floodgates of heaven opened up 
and rain down, just like Scripture says. If you don't believe me, we have been seeing a miracle right before our very eyes. Do you realize over the last three months, we have fed over 8,000 people? We were once a monthly food pantry running bare bones budget each month, feeding around 85 to 100 families a month. Because we want to practice social distancing, after service, I would love for you to walk down that hallway and see our food pantry right now. You can't even get in because there's pallet loads of food. We even have to send it out right into the entry of the kids' space because we don't have enough room to store it all. When we decided to keep our food pantry open for the month of April, a bunch of food didn't just magically appear at our building. It's really unexplainable, but God continues to give us more food each week as we put it into the cars. And we give more and more away, and more and more keeps showing up. So you know what we did? Well, let's stay open through April. Let's stay open through May. More food keeps coming. Let's stay open through June. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And now we found out this month there's a new program with government, with the, the government agencies and uh, with uh, the money. I don't know if you've seen the federal government has been buying a lot of uh, food that's been, that farmers and distributors have that no one else is buying because of all the different things that happen. And so with the government and with the free store and other agencies in northern Kentucky, we've become a pilot program in northern Kentucky of storing food. Amen. Yes, it's good to clap. That's great. You call it what you want. I call it a miracle. There's no way to explain what has been happening around here. See, most of us go no farther than the fact that Jesus multiplied a very little to feed a multitude. And that's, that's an amazing story. It's an incredible miracle of God's economy. That was out of doubt. It is the what? But why did he do it? The Gospel of Mark shares it this way. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. What's your mindset today? Scarcity or abundance? I can tell you God has been teaching me more than I could have ever dreamed or imagined the last three months. You see, I, I thought when, when this all happened, like my, my small mind thought, are we going to have enough money to keep it open through April? See, resources, we always think it's all about money. And it hasn't been about money at all. We have people calling us saying, we have food, we need it stored, and we want to use your site to give it away. Had nothing to do with money. You know what it had to do with? A church that looks at its community and says, we want to be compassionate followers of Jesus Christ and meet the needs of people right where they are at. 
And Jesus says, if I can have people that have compassion on people and that are willing to step out and make a difference, I can use people like that. Little is much when God is in it. So I don't care what you have. You may have nothing to offer. Jesus says, bring me yourself. And I can change the world through you. Well, I know, but what about my, my stuff? It's a mindset. I have to protect. What do I have to give? Protection, giving. Jesus says, I want a giver. Do you know what our world, our country needs more now than ever? More than anything, compassion. More than anything, compassion. And Jesus reminds us, if you're going to follow in my footsteps, if you have compassion, I can use you. But you can't have compassion with a scarcity mindset. You can have compassion with an abundant mindset. The thief, he's having a field day lately. Because he comes to kill, to steal, to destroy. But that doesn't have to be the end of the story because Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it what? Abundantly. We were not designed to live in a scarcity mindset. God designed us to live a life of Christ in abundance. Do miracles happen today? Yes, I've seen it with my own eyes over the last three months. You know all that we've done as a leadership team, all that we've done as a food pantry, all that we've said, communicated to the free store food bank, whatever you need from us, we're willing to do it. And it's like, God heard that, not, not that there's anything special about us, but God heard, you know what, there's a church in Independence, Kentucky that's willing to do whatever it takes to meet the needs of their local community. There's nothing that we could ever do. I want to show this community what I can do through people who have compassion and want to serve those who are in need. And I don't care if he's shown anybody else, but he's shown me what he can do. I want to live with an attitude, with a mindset, with a heart of abundance. Lord, I don't have much, but what I have is yours. Take it. It's not my own. I know, but what about this? We're living in a time where there's a pandemic and we're living, I don't know, I'm a little scared. I, I think we should protect. I don't think we should give right now. I don't think we should do this. I don't know if we should do that. I mean, I, mm. I want to live a life that says, 
What I have is yours. I want to lead a church that says, what we have is yours. And then we get to watch what God does. So that we can say, we can't even explain it. Because when people ask, I can't explain it. You know what I tell them? We said yes. That's all, that's, that's all I can say. We said yes. And the heavens have opened up. Scarcity does not have a yes mindset. Abundance has a yes mindset. I'm going to ask the band to come back up, and I want them to close out with a song that they closed out the set with. Because really, it's a song, it's a confession. The song is a confessional about our heart. That we can say, I'm sorry for what the things that I have made it, Maybe today it's, I'm sorry, because I have had a scarcity mindset when I know that I need to be living in with a mindset of abundance. When you live in a mindset of abundance, you don't worry about what you have, but you just say, I just want you, Jesus. Because when I have all of you, you take care of everything else. I, I just want us to kind of focus in this morning. I want us to search our hearts. Just really one simple question for all of us today. God, am I living with a scarcity mindset? Or am I living the abundant life? Scarcity will always ask, what can I afford? Abundance will always ask, what do I have? I hope the Lord has touched your heart this morning like he's touched my heart this week. I want to live a life living in abundance with Jesus Christ and his relationship. I want to follow after his lead. May he help us with our mindsets this morning. I'm sorry.
May that be our prayer this morning, God, that above everything else, we want you. I pray that we would go from this place, that you have searched us, that you know us, that if we tend to live in the mindset of scarcity, I pray that you would give us the strength and the faith to step out this week. To live in the mindset of abundance. You promised that you could give us life and have it more abundantly. I pray that we would take you up on your promise this week. That we would recognize the enemy for, wh for what it is and someone that wants to lie, to, to separate, to kill, to steal, to destroy. You have come that we may have life. Pray that you would do that work in us and that others would see that work and want what we have. May they see people who are living life of abundance, not of things, but of a mindset that what we have is yours. May you use us this week. We give you thanks for who you are and what you're doing and what you're going to do in our lives. May people come to know a saving knowledge of you because we are living life in abundance, a holy life, one that is sold out to you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. May you go this week living a life of abundance. You're dismissed. God bless you. Have a great week.